This is Sunday Recap. Sunday Recap. A weekly sermon podcast. With Dave, with Dave, Tim, Fred, and Joey. Let's go. That's so funny. I heard Autumn laughing in the background when the kids popped up. <laughs> That's so great. Yes. Isn't that the best? It's the best. I love it. I I think I should just make a new video every week though. Oh my! Do you guys know why uh, why I filmed my kids and did that audio? If you're listening to audio, why I recorded my kids and did that clip? Aren't they cute? She loves them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, I'll give you the answer since there's no guesses. I don't know why. A few weeks ago, Dave gave us homework to watch Jimmy Fallon recording from home. Yeah. And I tried to rack my brain and figure out why in the world would he tell us to do this? This just doesn't apply to us. Mm. Like, I can't slide down a slide and... like land in my office (laughs) during sunday morning services like this doesn't make sense Mm. but then i thought well there is one place i can do it and it's here Mm. in the podcast so i used my kids they're now paid employees of grace bible church podcast is the wild west it's good yeah so so we need more uh why don't we have dude you out in listener land. Listeners. Send us your <gasps> Sunday recap podcast openers. Ooh, I love it. Make Dude, them. That would be great. Make We'd them. love to use your openers for our show. So if you want to record a short clip, you can just open your phone and open voice memos and just push record and say, Hi, this is my name or all of our names. We're I don't know, something we did that was cool this week. And this is Sunday Recap. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter what it is. Or you could record a video of you doing it if you want the video to show up in the live stream. But if you just want audio, this is really about audio because it's a podcast. Mm. Chris reminds me every week. It's yes. not about the video. Yes. But we care about you guys too. But that would be fun. That would be cool. Yeah. Listeners, send yeah. in your opener. If you need practice, you can just either watch my kids doing it and copy what they say, <laughs> or you could listen to what I've said in the past. Mine's a little more intense, uh, but I guess it's technically uh, covers more ground and is probably a little better. But I like just the kid, the one the kids did. I think it was good. Short and sweet. Yes. Mm. You can tell us something about your quarantining also. Well, straight to it. Yes. Kind of. 16 minutes later. Let's do it. Um, uh, <laughs> it's so great. Uh, one last note for the podcast last week. I don't think I ever told Karis this, but last week during the podcast, you could hear Karis like probably talking on the phone or something for probably half of the podcast. And oh. it was so great. That's yes. awesome. I loved it. But real content. This week is a new series. We've gotten past our Lenten prayer series. We moved into an Easter one-week series. Can you even call it a one-week series? Mm. Easter special special Single. episode? It was like a prequel for the new series. Ooh. Man, episode. That's so weird. I call church an episode because it feels like that now. Repent. Mm. Churches mm. repent. <laughs> Father, forgive me. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> we don't do that here. Uh, well, this week is a new series based in 1 Corinthians um 
just chapters one through four, right, for the series? Yeah, yeah so we, first we are planning really three segments of First Corinthians. So first segment is one through four. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. This is a series with series. What yeah. do you call multiple series of a series? Um, Fractal. Fractal series. Mm. Oh, yeah. it's. I'm trying to do like Star Wars where they had three sets. Universes? Yeah, or different universes. universes. It's the First Corinthians... Universe. Extended universe trilogy. Extended trilogy. universe. I love it. The one. Well, trilogy one is really just a long series or episode, but okay. So the problem is right. the second installment of the series planned for the summer is going to be the most adult content. So if we're still in quarantine, Ooh. we'll probably bump that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't want to choose a, a kid's song for that. So yeah. That's First Corinthians <laughs> gets a little rough in the middle section. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, okay, so cool. this sermon was called, <laughs> this Chris. series is called True Unity. True Unity. It's called True Unity, and Chris made artwork for it. Boom. Um, you want to tell us about your artwork? or Well, nope? it's funny because we didn't even really show it on the on the live stream because everything's transparent. Um, no, it was there, right? Third, it, popped up. No, it was no, no, there no, for a second. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. But I'm 98% sure it popped up. All right. I'm 94% what, what sure me? it popped what, up. What's on the table? No, I'm just joking. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to go on Facebook and start a poll and people can say if it was <laughs> perfect. Uh, this one, it wasn't, there wasn't a ton to it. It was probably one of the most abstract concepts we've done. Unity. Um, Dave and I talked about it a, a decent amount and I, mm-hmm. uh, I actually made three or four different options. Um, we were attacking mm-hmm. it from the, what the body side, like the church is a body of, of Christ from the just kind of people side, a bunch of people together from, mm-hmm. uh, so we ended up with this kind of, it's, I think it feels like somewhere in between networking and biology, which is kind of cool. So, um, mm-hmm. there's just connected dots. And so, um, yeah, just, just this, this idea of connection of what actually draws us together. Um, I really was hoping, yeah, anyway, I, I was hoping to, to figure out a way to make uh, stained glass work because I thought this like mm. different pieces coming together into a whole and yeah. the whole metaphor of mm. the light shining through it. And, you know, but I couldn't make it work. And uh, Dave wanted to start a series right after Easter. And so it was a, I was struggling to get it all done in time. So. Yeah, just a crazy time to, to start a new one and, and do artwork and mm. figure out the theme. And when when did you actually make the um, the artwork? Was it the night before? Uh, Three days? No, it was Five Thursday. Days? It was Thursday. I'd been Did playing I? with that concept for a while, but yeah, I just really built it on <clears throat> Thursday. <clears throat> Autumn said the sound is down on Facebook. Uh-oh. Oh no. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I did it again. You muted. I you typed muted. in my computer uh, and I pushed the M key. Oh, oh. the dreaded M key. Why do I do it's this? The M key. <coughs> Somebody tell us where you stopped hearing us. Ask Autumn where we stopped hearing us cuz that was good content. Mm. Where did you stop hearing the... us? <laughs> yeah, I can't really the first see. M. It was like a kitchen okay. window and then reflective glass. Oh, do you remember the last thing you heard? It's back. It's back. But do you remember the last thing you heard? You wanted to... It's back. Okay. 
She can't hear because she's got the audio piped into her, her ears. Yeah, that's okay. It's all right. Just like, she, y'all were talking about the, uh, y'all were talking about not wanting to have a summer. Not wanting to have a summer series. Because of the naughtiness of First Corinthians. And then I think after that, we talked about the art. So, hey, people on Facebook, we talked about the artwork. It was awesome. You need to go look at it. Okay. Man, that's sad. I'm so sorry. That's no right. worries. I'm, I'm really good at this. <laughs> it's all for the audio. It's all about the audio. Yep, yep. If you're here for the video, you're, you're in a bad place. Because <laughs> yeah. we're not focusing on you. <laughs> all right. Um, so Chris was telling us a little about the artwork and I asked when did you make the artwork was it the night before uh, the series no and you said no pretty much though Thursday Thursday is supposed to be my our last work day of the week we take Fridays off so uh, it was the last day I officially work but obviously we work <laughs> Fridays and Saturdays right now anyway too but yep mailed it in know. on Thursday trying to hold the line well yes done. i am doing i'm doing some on friday and saturday but mm-hmm. i'm trying to do my best to just hang out with family on friday saturday yeah that's good so if you text me on friday or saturday and i don't respond until sunday mm-hmm. don't judge me so true unity your artwork was basically what what what, what it was stars connected with Ooh. i'm i'm making stuff up <laughs> it did kind of look like constellations but i think you it were did, going yes. for more like networking of wires and lights and i love I, well yeah i can run with whatever metaphor you want i, I actually love the star <laughs> no, the we star know what your metaphor was. <laughs> well, yeah. purpo- it was purposefully abstract yeah. and multi-leveled meaning i think right you wanted it to totally. like imply different things totally yeah so for sure i th- i think it actually started out mean it was meant to be this was more I, I, I you know I found this art and and tweaked it just a little bit so it, I think it was meant to be kind of computer networking type of an imagery um, I added texture to try to make it more biological feeling more like cells connected and uh, and, I, and I really do think the star analogy works well because it's this uniting and finding meaning in things that seem that seem separated or could be could be seen mm. as disparate so yeah. Mm, disparate big word of the day well done. <laughs> mm. i'm what in homeschool now say that means <laughs> yes i'm, I'm in That's the middle great. of homeschool i work at a homeschool so you know mm. it's rubbing off good job principal webster <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. webster children if you're listening today is a free day <laughs> do whatever you want go have fun play with your chickens <laughs> principal out Yes. Chicken for listening. play, chicken nuggets for lunch. Yeah. Not the same, not the same chickens. Different families. <laughs> Joseph still is a little confused about that when we eat chicken at the house. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, is this uh... So, oh man. And I was going to say I was going to mention cuz I know a little bit of the backstory. So, Dave, you were you, you know, we talked about should we talk about unity? Is that the you know is that oh, the yeah. best theme for First mm-hmm, Corinthians? Mm-hmm. And especially in this time where we feel probably the most separated physically that we ever have, and in our country we we feel you know so much does divide us uh, ideologically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and such. So 
So you want to just talk a little bit about the wrestling through that and where you landed on on going ahead with the yeah. unity concepts? Yeah. Um, so we had we mentioned this a little bit in the hangout after church yesterday, but we had you know already planned this series based on elders, pastors chatting. You know, where is our body? What are our needs? Because First Corinthians talks about in the middle section that we're not maybe going to get to for a while, but in the middle section it talks so much about uh, family and sexual dysfunction, we thought, hmm, that's, that's a need in our community. And then the unity stuff also seemed like a really strong need uh, because, I guess, election year, but even 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 if it wasn't an election year, we're just, our society just seems more divided than ever, you know? Um, and, and that's actually documented now. That's part of the, like, cyber warfare. Other countries are actually increasing you know, posts on social media to try to drive our division even more. It's already there, though. It's already a problem. And so that just seemed really relevant. So we thought, was it still relevant because of the coronavirus? Are we now all united because of this worldwide problem? And as we talk... Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We're not really. You know, it's like it's all... We still have all the same issues. So, um, So it's an opportunity to have a united recognition of human need. But in reality, we're still running with all our divided solutions, I think. Um, so hopefully it'll help us, you know, look to Christ as the, as the true solution in the midst of the competing solutions out there. It's good. Okay. So that's why you chose unity in 1 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Do you have any reason why you chose 1 Corinthians before even getting to unity, Bart? Yeah. So, I mean, so... So basically, unity and morality issues in the middle section. So it's, it is unity in the first section, and it is morality in the second section. And then the third section is about like worship and theology a lot more. So those first two sections just both seemed really like what Corinthians is about seemed to be what we need, I guess. So um, it's unusual in that. It's an unusually strong theme. You know, sometimes you study a book of the Bible and you're like, this commentator sees this theme and this other commentator sees that theme. Well, that, it's, it's, you can't get away from unity and division as the, the big issue in the beginning of 1 Corinthians. So it's, it's a very uh, – people are unified <laughs> in seeing <laughs> unity slash division as the central issue in the beginning. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we chose so how- it. Chose it just thinking that's that's where our society is. We're divided, lots of sexual immorality, lots of division. So that seemed really helpful. And then Chris and I, long term, have chatted on and off about. Wouldn't it be cool if we talked more about worship, specifically, like what it means when the church gathers for worship? And there's some of that in the end of First Corinthians. So it, mm-hmm. it seems to provide a lot of good good fare for where our community and where our society is right now. I just had, I had the thought, uh, you know, back on the topic of unity too, of what, what do you think our, our culture's understanding of unity or value of unity is? Is there even a, like, I don't even know that there's a pursuit of unity or a, we should have unity. There's no, I, I, that was my biggest frustration after the sermon was I did not define why we should care about Hmm. unity. And I was Hmm. like, man, that was a sermon fail. I mean, I, I implied it small, but I didn't clearly define it. So, well, why should we care? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think 
just plain old obedience biblically, but in the broader sense, for those that don't know Jesus, I think we see humans thrive when they unite and they suffer and hurt each other when they divide. So that's probably the simplest kind of like broad human way to describe it. And my illustration about the Avengers was was meant it was designed to pull that out, and I just did a bad job. I had too many things going in my head. I did a bad job setting that up. Um, that's why the run-through is helpful back in the days when we did that. Um, so, yeah, that meant meant to show, yeah, they divided, and they, they were losing the battle because they were divided. But once they united, then they then they won. Yeah. It makes me think, too, of, of you know— culture's way of dealing with this versus a Christian way of dealing with it. And it really, mm-hmm. um, it feels like one, another kind of upside down kingdom moment of, mm. I think the unity, of, like a secular unity would be like a bottom up. Like mm. I care about a cause. I want everyone else to join me in, in the cause I've mm. decided to care about. And mm. Christianity says there are worth, there is the most worthy cause that I need to align myself with. Like, <laughs> like there is a, absolute standard above all of us that we should be united in and uh, so that's probably to to either one of us that feels divisive (laughs) you know so a secular understanding would Mm. say how dare you put that upon me that i need to unify to something that isn't true to me you address some of that we'll get into that but yeah um and the christians say i can't we can't be unified on a million different causes that every single person gets to decide which one's most important so yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, it's kind of I, I find a growing cynicism in myself when I see these commercials where everyone says we're all in it together. Yeah, and I, yeah. my mind immediately says, "No, we're not." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting. Feels yeah. fake. Yeah. Cool. Mm. So, intro. What was what was your intro, Dave? Superheroes, right? Was, yeah, the Avengers. Well, this this sermon was self titled, right? True Unity. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the sermon matched the series, True Unity. And Paul, the other tricky thing with preaching Paul is, um, so this is preaching nerd stuff, but we'll say, I'll, I think I can say it quickly. When I preach James, James says, do this, do this, do this. And my job as the preacher is to bring in some of the abstract theology to clarify. The abstract theology is a little more like mm-hmm. under the hood in James. But when I preach Paul, Usually the abstract theology is more obvious, and then maybe like towards the end of the letter, he gets to the do this stuff. But Paul tends to, to throw around the big abstract terms that kind of float in space a little bit for preachers. It's, it's like hard to nail it down. So that that's a lot of the opening, right? Like grace and peace and fellowship and, you know, it's like these big ideas. Mm-hmm. And then as he un, unfolds it throughout the letter, then you get more concrete realities of like, okay, this is what it looks like in my life. Um, but I think that's the difficulty. Hey, the dog's like barking at a reflection. Um, (laughs) um, I think that was a struggle for me with, with the sermon. It it was a lot of just like grace and peace and big, you know, big floating ideas, trying to, trying to make those more, more concrete. Did I even answer a question? Was I just rambling? I can't even remember how that got that got brought up. You have so many animals around you. It's it's understanding. It's understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all right. Well, so sorry. So true unity this week is the series title and the sermon title. 
the series covers first corinthians one through four this week covered first corinthians chapter one verse one through nine yeah yeah so next week okay we're gonna get into a little more of the nitty-gritty where paul talks about the um division specifically and how christ is the the message the gospel is is kind of the central bonding agent for the church that keeps us unified. Hmm. Now we can go to introduction, Chris. Uh-huh, do it. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I like it. Keep me in line. Yeah, I got to. Somebody's got to do it. It's true. Right. It's true. You're surrounded by animals as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you, so you brought in Marvel yeah. this week, huh? Yeah. Bold move. I was right. Bold move. Okay, okay. Controversial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't bring in DC. <laughs> I actually, so I actually researched for quite a bit. There are websites that talk about tropes in stories, like classic um, themes that come up again and again in stories, which are really mm-hmm. helpful for trying to come up with a, a story to connect with, you know, what you're talking about in the sermon. And so I was just looking, I, I, I tend to look in classic literature, fairy tales, famous movies, song, you know, I just kind of look for stories that reflect the theme. And, and so that's how I landed on the Marvel Avengers movie. It was like, yeah, that was pretty clearly, they were divided and they needed to unite to face their enemy. Cool. I feel like Joey's Sorry. like in another room talking to somebody else. Are you here? Are That's you with what us? It, it feels weird today. It feels extra weird today. Well, I think that's I, that that hits on a really huge point too. The enemy, the enemy talk. You know, like the common mission. I think that is the closest that um, that even secular culture gets gets to is you know like say mm-hmm. the globe. You know, the co- conversation about climate change or whatever. They when they perceive a a huge enemy we must defeat that is when unity occurs and and so that's interesting if, you know to put it back on to us do we do we see that enemy do we do we see or not not just enemy but mission of of a goal of of spreading light you know so not just enemy but um we have mm-hmm. a purpose you know so that anyway you, you again you unpack that but i i did think that's interesting to look at that culturally of when we f- face a threat, we just instinctively say we got to get together, right? You see that in movies mm. all the time. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we get over the things that mm. divide us in order to to do what has to be done. And so I think that uh, idea of this has to be done of some kind, either you know facing a threat or or a, a common purpose, mm-hmm. knowing it has to be done is huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, how do we unite when there's not a big existential threat, mm-hmm. right? Or, yeah. or how do we see what we're united behind as, like, or against uniting against? I guess mm-hmm. as for. an existential threat. Yeah. A big, you know, like how do we see this as a big deal? Yeah. And important. Yeah. It is interesting right now. This this cultural moment we. If y'all remember 9-11, there seemed to be more unity in our country after 9-11. Like, that's the biggest cultural, you know, wackiness yeah. we faced mm-hmm. in our generation before the corona thing. But it seems like the corona thing has been much more divided 
I don't know. I guess in some ways we've been united. Yeah. I mean, which is which is pretty crazy yeah. number-wise when you think about it. Yeah. The difference between 9/11 and corona numbers. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. I think it was just 9/11 was a big unifying event for sure. Yeah. 100% no matter mm-hmm. how you look at it, I think. Mhm. Mm. And this does not feel to be the same way. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. Mhm. Okay, okay. Well, you had three points Uh about unity. Mm -hmm. Your first was that calling unifies a church. Mm -hmm. Your second was that serving unifies a church. Mm -hmm. And that God unifies a church was Mm -hmm. your final point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think calling is kind of what we're talking about now, right? It's Mm -hmm. the idea that you know, if we see a united enemy and we can be called to fight against it, or Mm -hmm. if, you know... We can see something as a big deal. We can come together because of the call, whether it's an actual, like, physical Uncle Sam wants you call, or mm-hmm. if it's, you know, an internal innate call, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I struggled with that as I was putting this together because the calling, our calling as Christians, we tend to use the word more to talk about tasks and jobs, but in the Bible, it's used more to talk about just coming to faith in Christ, you know, God calls mm-hmm. you, you hear, oh, I, I need salvation, I need Christ. So, so that was an interesting tension, trying to weave that together without like doing a whole hour on calling. Um, but yeah, there's certainly that external call from God. God's like, hey, you've got an issue to deal with. And primarily in this introduction is about the personal issue of sin, dealing with that in your own heart and life. But that leads to our vocation. Then, then our unique gifts are then used, you know, to deal with that. I tried to pull that in with the next, the second point with serving. I thought it was interesting because as I started to look at this, uh, you were talking about Paul being abstract in the way he's showing these theological ideas here. Mm-hmm. But he's really asking the question: Who are we in Christ? Mm-hmm. Right? He's mm-hmm. establishing identity before he goes into the rebukes about all the issues that they're having in their church. Yeah. And yeah. so so he's pulling them all together to say, wait, we were all called, we were all brought into this through Christ, and therefore we should be these kind of people, not those mm. kind of people. And yeah. So I, so I thought it was really interesting that in just this few verses he could do all that, uh, unlike Ephesians where he spends three chapters doing it, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that brings up another thing that that unites people commonly is origin or circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so he so he's setting up this this thing of we have the same origin and therefore the same circumstance too in in mm-hmm. a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, there's this common thing. I saw a movie the other night, kind of a B movie, but it was a sci-fi movie. <sighs> There's this common thread that came out in this movie about, I've seen it in a lot of stories. It's a trope, again. Once you get to know someone personally that was an enemy, then you realize, oh, we're the same, you know? You mm. see that a lot, and that's, sure. I think mm-hmm. Paul, Paul, Paul's doing some of that in First Corinthians, like you talk about. We have, oh, we have a common origin. We're made in the image of God. We're human beings. We're needy. We're sinners. Uh, Jesus has saved us. We're in God's family, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that's... We were enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were enemies, but now God has reconciled us. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that here. 
And I was trying to stitch it together with the common, uh, sorry, loud birds. I was trying to stitch that together with the common um, cultural substitute, you know? I think I have that in my notes. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really been reading your notes. Should I be doing that? They're so good, Joey. <laughs> be nice and serve others. <laughs> the red at the top of the page. I'm trying to find it here. I don't have it open. Contrast with uh, salvation by hyper-individualistic authentic authenticity. Yes. That's that a, say mouthful. that again, Chris. Say it faster. Contrast with salvation by hyper-individualistic authenticity. Almost made it. <laughs> say it faster. Pretty good. I could. Pretty good. I could. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt don't me. Um, yeah. So we, I was trying to contrast the external call of God with the internal call of the self, you know, and you mentioned that so good earlier, but there's this like, I'm unique. I'm special. That I think that's what, that's the closest thing to meaning making we have in our society right now. Like look deep within. And so I was trying to talk about how, that's great. Paul's going to talk about that later in First Corinthians. We're all unique, yes, but our uniqueness doesn't work apart from the external call of God on our mm-hmm. life. It, it it just all breaks down. It's like not enough, you know. Yeah, that's so good. I, and I, my mind also goes to the other, the romantic savior. But I think mm-hmm. the interesting thing about that is that's actually still just a self savior because it's it's someone giving me value so it's, it all devolves back to me right mm-hmm. so if i find the perfect one they will complete me they will mm-hmm. see that i am beautiful and and valuable so I, I that was huge that point i think that needs to be heard a lot for sure mm-hmm. that the salvation will not come from me finally discovering myself and and as an artistic type obviously that is the drumbeat of of songwriters and such so i think that's why it resonates so well with me Hmm. on this point you talked some uh about calling and related it did you relate it here to sanctification so kind of like the call Mm -hmm. um yeah i went on uh, a little rabbit trail call yeah the kind of once in time sanctification versus the ongoing sanctification we we typically talk about sanctification as the ongoing process but the bible uses it both ways the bible uses it as the point in time you came to faith in christ that's like boom you're sanctified and then there's this ongoing process of being made more saintly being made more holy over time and so paul was using it here in the point in time you know it's done you're you're holy in christ which is fascinating i wanted to go off on this of the rabbit trail i didn't even bring it up but like the corinthians are the most dysfunctional i guess i came back to it at the end but the corinthians are the most dysfunctional christians as far as we can tell in the whole Bible, you know, our most dysfunctional mm. church award, maybe. Mm. And Paul talks about at the beginning their identity in Christ. Like, I'd be real tempted to be like, eh, I don't think you're Christians. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, wow. but he's like, All right, you have everything in Christ. And he goes to that identity thing, like mm. Jim was talking about. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. Like, I think we have a lot to learn from Paul's uh, method here. Yeah, I just You're saying they were like a bronze level church. <laughs> bronze, bronze they were level. like a tin foil level Four, church. Fourth place, <laughs> limestone, <laughs> limestone yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. I, I was, you Good know, job. later on, Paul tells us to imitate him as he's imitating Christ, mm. and I was it. I always start thinking, 
when we're talking about this, how that relates to these situations we get into where we know somebody's living in sin. Mm-hmm. We know that they're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And how do I start that conversation? Do I start it with, you shouldn't be doing this? Or do I start it with, here's who we are in Christ. Mm. And, I, and I see Paul calling people back to, here's who you are first. Mm-hmm. And then he deals mm-hmm. with the issues. So I think it's really mm-hmm. a, a great example of how we ought to start conver- hard conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's really mm-hmm. good. Well, and, and you see that the later verses, he says, you are enriched in every way. You know, like you've been mm-hmm. given everything. You have yeah. everything in Christ. And that's a different motivation. We talk a lot about idolatry. And um, what, what's that old Puritan one? It's an illustration I've used a lot. The, like what you have in Christ is better than this other thing you're, you're lured towards. You know, it's like... Uh, Power of an expulsive affection. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Expulsive, expulsive power of a new affection. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, that guy. Thomas Chalmers. Yeah. Expulsive power of a new affection. And it's like looking at how good Christ is, looking at how much you have in Christ is should be the driving force. So, yeah, I think that's a good point, Jim, for biblical counseling. We start with like, but wait, look at how good Jesus is. Look at all that you have in him. Why would you go mm-hmm. elsewhere? You know? Well, and, and also I think that it's fascinating because it, it's a double wall. The, the dependence mm-hmm. on self is a double wall. It's it's for one thing you're trying to depend on your goodness to save you, but then mm-hmm. also when you're so wrapped up in your appearance and how good you are, it keeps you from repenting because you mm-hmm. right like you're yeah. so you're so wrapped up in keeping up an appearance you can't mm-hmm. even say no Jesus is good I never was the good one right so mm-hmm. so I think that's that's what a beautiful thing to Jim's point right the call mm-hmm. to repentance is less scary when you're able to admit that you are not good enough right like you already yeah. know that and that Jesus is always going to be the good enough mm-hmm. one so yeah. you can just say okay the pressure's off it should have been off the whole time in uh-huh. a, in a sense right it, we're still called to holiness but the the weight is not on me right mm-hmm. so I just Which think is about fascinating because, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're good. That was me. No, I mean, I think exactly what you're saying is what Paul's doing, right? Yeah. Um, but then he applies it to himself in Second Corinthians. So in Second mm-hmm. Corinthians, it's like, look at me. I don't have it together. You know, so like First Corinthians, he's saying, Jesus is everything. He's your hope. So, so don't sin because Jesus is your hope. And in Second Corinthians, he's like, See, this is lived out in my own life. I'm a jar of clay. I'm, I'm struggling. I am weak, and I depend on Christ for everything. I don't depend on how awesome I am. And um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see that that contrast. It's kind of like in the weeds with their struggles in First Corinthians, and that's these bigger principles of ministry in Second Corinthians. Yeah, it's really excited. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to run and grab a paper towel real quick because a bird just pooped on my computer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it on the video? Hopefully, we caught that. The, uh, no, we'll the play back cast. in slow <laughs> Well, we'll take we'll take a quick pause from the podcast. We'll stay live. We'll let y'all know. In general, we're not really watching the chat during the video part or during the audio podcast portion. So we might check it real quick for a second or two while we're waiting for Dave to come back. But if we check it and we're commenting and stuff just know that we're not going to be doing that the whole time we're doing the audio podcast but if you do have questions or comments or need anything you can email podcast at begrace.org 
uh, and we'll get back to you. Or you can email office at begrace.org and Julia will get back to you as quick as possible. But we uh, we want to hear your feedback. We want to know what's going on with you, about you, uh, how we can help you. However, during the actual podcast portion where we're like trying to sound like smart people or whatever, we uh, we try not to watch all the other streams. That's for all of you. See, look at birds. Autumn. <laughs> this is real life. I mean, I, I love watching the live stream. The real reason, or the feed of the stream of everybody commenting, the real reason we don't watch it during it is because we get so distracted. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry about that. But I just I just opened it when Dave went away, and I was like, oh, there's stuff in there. Oops. And I always feel bad. So there's a preference. All right, Dave, you good? I'm good. It's all good. I cleaned it up. All right. Ready? And now back to the show. <laughs> there we are. Just kidding. I have no clue where we're at or what we're talking about. Right. But we're about to go to the second point. Second point. I was Let's do push it. Us. Second point. We got to move. All we got to right. move. So first point is we need to be called out by Christ. So calling unifies us. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Did I say that right? Yep. Calling unifies. Calling unifies a church or qualifying use use us. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So the first point was that qualifying qualifying. <laughs> Cauliflower. The f- the f- it's so hard to get back in the groove once we've lost it. All right. <laughs> the first point was that calling unifies a church. The next point is that serving unifies a church. And this is the one where we, we've actually got a question about it, so we'll ask that mm-hmm. in a minute. And, and then I have a question about it mm-hmm. that's more practical. So why don't we start with my practical question of how does serving work right now i know you said Mm -hmm. in your sermon we can give blood and we can weekly call and pray for a few people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like you know especially in a church where we say you know our three big things are gather serve and join Mm -hmm. how can someone serve right now in some other ways do y'all have any other ideas Besides giving blood and calling and praying for a few people. Mm-hmm. I have a laundry list, but okay. I want to hear what the other guys have to say. Well, I think you have to, there has to be connection. So we've got to make some type of connection with people and ask questions. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what have you found hard during this? Those kinds of questions to see uh, what needs are. Because most of the time, the answer I'm getting when I say, do you need anything? Is that, no, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you have to to, to start digging, uh, and then you may find uh, a serving way, like Dave talked about. It's just praying for each other. I mean, it's as simple as that. How can I pray for you? Forces us to think about our needs, and and then let somebody else pray for them. Uh, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, this is slightly to the side, but I also just was thinking. I keep I've been. Uh, convicted to keep praying with my kids in a mm-hmm. way that is that is about others too. I think you know, step one, pray about everything, you know, but then not just be praying about our own needs or wants. Um, but yeah, like you know, helping your kids have that mindset is is a great place to be. Um, one random thing, I think, even just uh, like taking walks and having shouted conversations with your neighbors across the yard. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, and and I, I'm convicted of that too because I often like, 
I, I don't love small talk. And so, you know, that's just the, the definition of it. How's it going? Are you hanging in there? But really just like slowing down when they grab you from across the, you know, when they call at you and say, you want to talk about anything, just, just take that time to be, be there, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing how much uh, we have kiddos too. So I think it's, we got the cute factor going on and people feel, we feel approachable. <laughs> They're scootering around, but so I don't know. That's just one random thing, but be a yeah. servant in the way we have these shouted conversations across the yard, maybe, and, mm-hmm. and stay visible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, all that is really good. I think in context, Paul talks about using unique gifts. And so, it was interesting. We have three musicians that all released music this week, right? So it's like, y'all are using your unique gifts for the glory of God and serving others. Like, um, so what are your unique gifts? How can you spend your gift in a way that honors God? It doesn't hurt people, but it helps people. It doesn't, you know, disagree with what God has said about the world, but agrees with what God has said about the world. You know, what are some basic things with your art, with your music, with your, uh, other things God has gifted you with, um, I think, yeah, chatting, small talk, um, reposting sermons online, you know, or having mm-hmm. even having online conversations. I I tried to emphasize the call people and pray for them because I think that's what we're worst at, just being direct. Uh, but you know, the other kind of more passive stuff like social media is also you can still communicate with people and be encouraging and post positive things and. Um, Giving blood, I mentioned uh, giving financially to the church or to other charities specifically. We've had people call in like, okay, what are some charities we can give to that are helping people in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, locally, we've got like Food Care Center and Christian Assistance Network and Front Porch, you know, different ministries that help hurting people. Um, and we do benevolence through the church as well. Um, there's Foster Love Bell County that's, you know, trying to really focus on child abuse right now because the child abuse numbers have gone up quite a bit because – uh, just more tension, you know, more people kind of trapped at mm. home. What what might have been a difficult situation for kids and they could escape by running to school, you know, or being at school during the day, they're now, you know, maybe trapped with with difficult families more. Um, so they've posted some ways that you can help as well online. Uh, seems like I had another one, but I lost it. Those are good. Well, mm-hmm. in, in regards to using your gifts and your talents mm-hmm. uh this is a question we got at podcast at bgrace.org so mm-hmm. if you have questions about the sermon please the best way to send them to us is podcast at bgrace.org mm-hmm. another great way to send them in is you can go to bgrace.org slash podcast mm-hmm. and on there there's a place that says voice memo mm-hmm. and you can record a voice memo with your question and that way we can clip it and add it in uh, to the show too that would be nice we'd love that way also but here's a question we received at podcast at bgrace.org this week it says thinking about serving with my gifts an interesting follow-up question is this how do you determine if or when you are serving for your own glory or enrichment and not for christ hmm. especially if your gift is a ministry mm-hmm. so what do you guys think about that? How can how can one know um, their own motives? I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it I can't be the, fun. It, it can't, can't be, be fun. fun. 
<laughs> no fun. No fun allowed. <laughs> this is for my own enrichment. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just had to throw that in. Go, Dave. <laughs> so the easy first first line is uh, Ten Commandments, right? If you find yourself lying, stealing, or murdering to <laughs> use your gift, then you're doing it in the wrong way. Which sounds silly, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, I think it's still, it's just good to it's center a good us. Reminder. Well, because it's, the other, the other extreme from that, that seems like overly silly and simplistic, but the other extreme is kind of an endless navel gazing where you're always questioning. I'm afraid out of guilt. I'm not saying this is question, what question asker is doing. I've just seen this a lot with Christians. It's not enough for me to just run and play in the joy of my savior. I've got to be really guilty and introspective. So again, I know this person, I know they're not doing it, but I've seen other people do it. And I, f- I feel like we need to say, mm-hmm. Jesus loves you, run, you know, go do your thing. What's your thing? Go do it. Um, and just the opposite of that, that, uh, that I was warning about is the culture says your thing is everything and it defines you. So can you take a break from your thing? Can you not do your thing when it's not needed and do some other thing you're not as good at? Can you, you know, like those are probably good tests. Um, so almost like, are you willing to, uh, to do a test that is not your gift mm-hmm. if it's what is needed? Yeah. What, what was it? Uh, Odd Thomas. What's his real name? Oh, I don't know. His, his real name is Thomas, but I can't remember his last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, he, I was at a conference one time and he was talking about, a lot of he was he was talking to artists specifically, mm-hmm. but he was talking to people who have specific gifts and want to use those specific gifts to serve. Mm. And and he was saying, sometimes that's not what the church needs, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not what Christ needs. Mm-hmm. And when it's not what he needs, you need to be willing to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, I would much rather like a rapper come to my church and say, what needs doing? I'd love to help. And he goes and he cleans the toilet, mm-hmm. even though he's he might be the best rapper in our whole church. Mm-hmm. If that's not what our church needs mm-hmm. right now, I would rather him come and clean toilets. And that's not to say, mm-hmm. you know, you don't say, "Hey, I'm a rapper. Is mm-hmm. there a need for that, etc." But yeah, but it was just a very a guy who is a great musician mm-hmm. and a great artist. He's like, yeah, when I first came to my church, you want to know what I did there? I didn't serve on the worship team. I vacuumed mm-hmm. every week mm-hmm. after church. Like that's yeah. what I did. Yeah, yeah. It so much has to do with know know thyself somewhat. You know, I, I feel like the people who ask that question the most are the least the ones I'm least worried about. That's, yeah, <laughs> the least, least danger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people who never ask the question are the ones who are just can, can devolve into selfishness. So yeah. But the question, one question, big important question that comes to my mind is: Can you live without it? Is it mm. is it your whole identity? Mm-hmm. Are you clinging to that thing? And if you had to stop, you have no more Jesus, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is your Jesus. Um, and then, um, oh gosh, I, I had it and I lost it. I can't remember. Oh, no, I can't remember it. Sorry. I had two things. But Joey's Odd Thomas thing made my brain go somewhere else. Um, Sorry. I'll remember it later. No worries. Well, I think, I think Sabbath is a helpful rhythm. Again, all Christians disagree on exactly how to keep the Sabbath. But, you know, like, can you, like, not do it for 24 hours every week and who cares and I'm going to rest? Mm. You know, like, I think that's the basic work-rest rhythm that God has built into the universe. Can you give it up for a season? 
Mm. Um, are you actually helping people? So this is more like ministry calling questions. A lot of times people feel called to full-time ministry or vocational ministry or preaching ministry. And, and the question would be, are, are people genuinely being helped by what you're doing or is it just fun for you? Yes. Which is a good distinction between a hobby and a, and a calling, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that, that's, that reminded me what it was. The, uh, think of others as more important than yourself. That, that's mm. such a huge, like, like, serving is serving right like it's gonna feel like serving at more or less in different moments but the point is like are you doing it for you or are you doing it for them i mean that that has to be such a huge part of it and that has to be the primary part of serving is them and then you're you're asking how did god wire me to run as fast as i can in serving them right so a lot of people start with the how am i wired and work their way up to and how can i squeeze that into actually helping somebody rather Mm -hmm. than saying okay i am here to help people in any way i can and i'm hoping you know i can be aware of of how god has wired me too but i'm going to be serving no matter what right Uh, yeah like Mm -hmm. like joey's point like i'm going to be taking out the trash no matter what Mm -hmm. and then see where god opens the door for the specific thing that like yeah. That yeah, I'm built for. Yeah. I think uh feed community feedback is helpful too. So if I'm helping yeah. people connects to like what does the community think? The people you're trying to help, but also just other people that are maybe kind of on the side watching you like, "Hey, you know what? You're really good at that. You should do it more." You know what? No, I think you should focus more on, you know, so just getting feedback from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't you know, discount it, right? Like mm-hmm. That's what I see happen, especially for the people who are most timid about their gifts is like Hmm. people keep telling them over and over and over, like you making these meals is wonderful, (laughs) right? Like Mm -hmm. you're, you are ministering to me and it's like, Mm -hmm. nope, that's not the right category serving. I will not, you know, I've got to do something hard and and worse and ugly, Mm -hmm. you know? So anyway, go ahead. Great point. Great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of parts of the body and all are necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like a honeybee. Can we move to the next point? Boom. I know we didn't yeah. actually talk detail at this point, but I think that actually was much more like what I'd like the podcast to be. Here's this mm. point. Here's some questions about it. Mm-hmm. But we can't do that without you, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Send us your questions about the sermons. Yes. We really want to know. Yes. And we won't dime you out and say what your name is or anything. Yes. Unless you want us to. That's great. And if you send in a voice memo, I'll put in like, I'll turn it into a robot voice if you want it. <laughs> that would be so fun. And if so you send fun. in a video memo, I can we that. can put a bag over your face too to hide yeah, your We can right. blur it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. That would be awesome. A bag. Um, your final point was that God unifies a church uh, in contrast with man, right? Mm-hmm. That man doesn't actually mm-hmm. unify the church. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, man. Sorry, Why man. Why do you say... Why do your notes say in contrast with Star Trek view? I, don't, I missed that. Oh man, I watched Star some Trek? Star Trek the last couple of years. I didn't say that. At, yeah. What's no, the Star you did, Trek you view? You did what? say that at some point. I didn't say Star Trek. I don't think did I? I, I just know. talked about the, I talked about the concept, but I don't think I referenced Star Trek. Maybe I did. Oh, okay. I, I thought you did. Uh, I don't know. I was like Marvel and Star Trek, but I didn't go back and listen this week. It's not in my comprehensive notes. It's not in Jim's notes. I'm a nerd, but I've never been to Comic-Con, just just to be clear. (laughs) Well, and you have at least two years before you're able to go if you want to. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding, everybody. Sorry. Oh, Oh, bleak. Bleak, Joey. Yeah. Sorry. 
God unifies the church. So this is from verse 7, 8, and 9. And this was your probably your best illustration today of a train, or yesterday, of a train. Mm. And come on, ride the train, Luke. Come on, Mm -hmm. ride the train. Mm, Yes. That's it. I can't force this conversation any harder than that. <laughs> Thank you for Tell noticing what God a great illustration I used, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to tie it to the whole ark concept. Jesus, yeah, Jesus is taking, Jesus is the destination, and Jesus is the vehicle that gets us there. Mm. Double whammy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was huge. I think you, you talked about it in a, couple sermons back about when Jesus was talking about the way that, oh, maybe that was, I don't remember if that was you or someone, but that when Jesus said to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No, that was Dave Tate, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And that was such, that was such a good, so he, I think the way he unpacked it basically was Jesus wasn't just saying I'm the road in the way that we think about it. He was saying, mm-hmm. I'm the methodology. I, I mm-hmm. am the yeah. I am the earning. I am the righteousness, right? Like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they would have been so, um, so aware of you do these things in order to be righteous. And Jesus was saying, I am your plan of righteousness. I am your steps to take. And uh, mm-hmm. so when you say those things, I just, that brought to mind that I love, mm-hmm. love that clear clarity of Jesus yeah. himself being the methodology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The checklist. He is the checklist. Maybe that's another way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big theological concept. We call it double imputation. And it's, or active and passive righteousness, too, I think is another way. Of saying mm, it. Yeah. I think that's right. I think they kind of line up. It's like uh, not only is our sin taken away by Jesus. But his righteousness is given to us. You know, he is our stand-in. Um, and then, like I mentioned, the sermon in Christ. You know, we're clothed in him, so we're, we're inside him, and he is our only hope. So our fellowship with him is our only hope. Uh, God sees us as perfect and righteous, and loves us, and delights in us, and looks on us with a smile, like he looks on Jesus with a smile. And then he's uh, he's also the you know the the one that you know gets us there as well. So. I think sometimes we just focus on one or the other, but yeah, it's nice that it's both and. Other thoughts on the sermon, on this part of the sermon? I, I guess I keep thinking about just a little bit of unpacking even more. You know, we talked about First Corinthians is going to be talking about all the things that separate, all the things that cause disunity. Mm-hmm. And and in my mind, I was just thinking, so God is the one that unites us as opposed to either my own personal shame that and remembering that is a separator. That is a thing that keeps you from actually being in fellowship on on the cause, the right cause. So personal shame or self-righteousness, right? Those are mm-hmm. the two gutters. Um, and I guess I, I guess my thinking was it could be really helpful to to talk through that. How do you... Or what you know? What resources? What what things do you keep yourself? Whether you're a, a shame person or you're a self righteous person, <laughs> I don't know if we want to identify either of those. But what do you say to them to come back to the Jesus is my righteousness? Because I think there's there's different um, different walls that people have to to getting there. Does that make sense? Like what what's the 
what's some of the thinking to get back to God is my righteousness and I should want unity and this is the only way to be unified? Hmm. Take shame first, shame person. Shame person, what, what's, what's going on there? What's keeping them from unity and what's the, what's the way forward? Well, I mean, I think it's a focus on self, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's worrying about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that goes back to what Jim and y'all were saying earlier about the then look to Jesus. You know, is your identity in Jesus or is in your, your identity in, in yourself and your circumstances? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think shame people think they're being humble and they're being really proud and self-centered, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting because when you say that, I even as you're talking about, it, I'm thinking, well, they're really both self-centered, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. One yeah. self-centered in saying, "Look at me, I'm so, I'm so meager and unable," and the other is saying, "Look, look at me, I'm so able." Mm-hmm. But they're all self-centered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, it's an interesting too because I think in the shame category, probably I could be more in that category. But like, there there comes a point of the dangerous point is this hurts so much or it's not worth walking in the light. So I don't mm-hmm. even think unity is a worthy goal, right? Like, why why would I want unity? Because that's going to mean this pain, you know? Like, so I think that's a dangerous thing to hit head on and say, why is unity worth it? What's you know what, what's the benefit or what? Yeah, you know, there is <laughs> for a shame person saying stop looking at yourself is is not motivating necessarily. Does that make sense? So that's what I'm trying <laughs> to help with is like what's a what's the glorious what's the joy set before you to endure you know pressing into walking in the light. I'm asking too hard of questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well- well, I'm trying the to def- Jesus. I'm still trying to def- <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to define the shame person and what mm. exactly because there is shame that is uh, that n- it isn't your shame to own. Yeah, some people yeah, mm-hmm. deal with, Good. and there is shame that actually comes with true guilt because I'm sinning mm. against God and therefore I ought to feel shame. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and it's hard to differentiate sometimes. Um, yeah, so can you expound your definition of the shame person? I, I I don't have anything specific in mind. I just know those are the two gutters I think you can fall into is I'm so yeah. bad I can't be saved and I'm so good I don't need to be saved. Right. Okay. And right. so um so I guess I'm just trying to like look at it from a bunch of different angles of how do you get to that play what what you know, what are some of the things that have helped you if you're a shame person say, um Man, I, I remember that Jesus is my only, you know, unity is worth it again. I think there's two sides to it. Unity is worth it, and Jesus is the only way to get to unity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Well, so I guess I would back up a step. It's not mm-hmm. unity floating out there being worth it or not. It's God unified mm-hmm. with us, and that naturally melts us into unity with others. So cool. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, don't, we don't set out going... I need to be more unified or whatever. So <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're separated. We start off being separated. We're separated by our shame. We're separated by our self righteousness. We recognize the separation, and Jesus bridging the gap and entering our world and saying to the shame person, 
no, you're no longer covered in shame. You're now covered in my righteousness. Mm -hmm. And Jesus saying to the self-righteous person, no, you're not really righteous, but I am, and I'm willing to give that to you. Um, so I think Jesus bridges that gap. He closes the gap, and then that gives us a whole new worldview. You know, so, um, so I think, and I may be oversimplifying, but I think the person who is saying, no, unity is not worth it because it makes me feel ashamed, is not either remembering the way Peter talks about it, you know, you're forgotten and you're blind. So they're not remembering the gospel if they knew it at one time, or they don't know the gospel at all. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, but that's how that's, I would describe it. That's very good. Well, yeah, and I was on, thinking too, uh, we, mm -hmm. you know, we the book Delighting in the Trinity uh, that we talked mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. a while back. Yeah. Uh, just the whole idea that being in Christ, uh, a natural consequence of that would be then being more unified with others who are in Christ mm -hmm. because we are being part of that family, uh, that true unity that was in the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what brings us into that same, I mean, it's hard to define because <laughs> we mm -hmm. can't even understand all that, but... But it does something to us that enables us to be with and be caring for other people um, mm. because mm. of what that does to us spiritually. That's mm -hmm. so uh, it, yeah. It takes our focus off of ourselves, yeah. even. Mm. Yeah. So there's mm -hmm. that there's that gospel transaction that we're drawn into unity, just us and God already. And we're, mm -hmm. we're calling everybody else into that joy. So it's not necessarily mm -hmm. like Dave said, we're not approaching the scary group of people. <laughs> necessarily right. it's that we have unity that we are wanted we want to draw others into mm -hmm. i do think that's a that's to me that was it's a super helpful point in my mind that that the shame person it's probably going to feel like get, getting into a church unity situation is probably going to feel like giving up safety and and mm -hmm. my own security a little bit and for i'm i'm trying to say for the self-righteous person probably it's it's going to feel a little bit of giving up my platform or giving up my mm -hmm. my I'm feeling good about myself and my my marketing campaign maybe you know like mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it going to be admitting that I'm not I'm not up here and you're down here you know it's mm -hmm. that, yeah mm -hmm. so it's going to feel like that but there's there's something glorious and better out there so mhm mm mhm mm yeah Thanks good. for trying to answer my weirdo questions. I appreciate it. That's good. All right. I'm going to move this towards ending. All right, Do you right. have any other thoughts on the sermon? Nope. 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 Yes, maybe. Nope. Okay. All right. Here's what we got to end on. I have three questions. One of them is can't let it go. So you could think of that while you're waiting. Mm. First one is quarantine giveaway. Mm. There's something in your house that you don't use <laughs> and or you don't need. What is it that you can give away if somebody showed up to your door right now and said, hi, I need this item. And you're like, I have that in my garage. Here you go. It's yours. Hmm. Are we going to tell item? our addresses also so people can come later? <laughs> well, I'll give your oh, address. No, we did that yesterday. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, but uh, if you need something that we say, you can email office at beegrace.org or podcast at beegrace.org and we'll see if we can actually get it to you. True. Here's true. mine. Well, you think, in my garage, I have our old washing machine. Hmm. It was just a loud washing machine, oh. but it still washed clothes. Hmm. I put it in my garage thinking, I'll give it to somebody else or I'll get it to somebody else. Hmm. And it's now just taking up space in my garage and it's kind of a tool shelf. So hmm. that's something that I could do. That's good. You all have anything? I have like eight. That? I have eight brand new burners for a Char Royal grill. Woo. That's eighty bucks worth. You can Woo. have them and the crossover tubes that go with them. Free. Nice. Sweet. <laughs> uh, mine is eggs and kittens. We have we have been giving kittens. away we've we've been giving away eggs and um so we have this the kitten side of things, we have this clubhouse little hobbit house in our backyard and my kiddos were playing out there and and they just saw little kitten paws start poking out from underneath it and so yeah this cat had four kittens under our house and so we got them in we got them in a little place a little pin and we're trying to uh socialize the kittens and yep it's been a great quarantine (laughs) the kids are loving oh my wife jumped on the notes Actually, she noted earlier, just to be clear, that I could not go to Comic-Con. I think that's what she was saying earlier. Um, <laughs> that's good. And then, good job, Adam. <laughs> she said, no. Uh, and then she said I should not give her away. I'm definitely not giving her away. That's a good You're choice. She's I not treasure just, her. She's not just lying around. Yes. Not, I uh, have some extra Christmas greenery that um, I put on my back porch to like walk out to the car to take to Goodwill. And okay. it never made it. It's just sitting on my back porch. <laughs> so, so if you need like, Christmas decorations. If anybody needs Christmas decorations, I've <laughs> got could, some of that. We could all <laughs> use a little more Christmas right now. <laughs> Christmas yeah. in May. I forgot Christmas to say. April, whatever my I have to. I have to pipe in and say, I think all the kittens are spoken for, so I'm sorry. Uh, These are all okay. things we're pretty much have already given away. But go ahead, so, Dave. Mm. Yeah, I've also got <laughs> leaves. I'm just in the background, in the backyard, checking things out. So I've got leaves. People need leaves for mulching. I try to mulch my leaves, so I don't. I try not to bag them up. I try to like mulch them and and mm-hmm. put them on the soil. But I've got some extras. I don't. I don't need that much. So, so kind. Yeah. All right, and that was our segment called Quarantine Giveaway. Here's our next segment. You ready? Yes. Our next segment is called Coworkers. You guys seen everybody online talking about their coworkers because they have so many new coworkers now. Mm. For instance. My coworker the other night wouldn't eat her dinner. You know, that kind of coworker. Oh. So like the people who live in your home around where you work, it's not really talking about Jim, Dave, and Chris. Oh. So I'm wondering what's either the saddest thing that your coworker has said or maybe funniest thing. Oh. So I have something my coworker said last night. Last night we were watching a recorded version of baseball. I've told you mm. that that my coworker is very sad that that baseball has not happened and is not happening this year. And so we told her, well, you know, for a surprise, um, tonight after we get all cleaned up, we'll have supper and and we'll watch a baseball game. Mm. And we didn't tell her we're watching a baseball game from last year. <laughs> But we have told her that baseball is not happening, so it just we didn't we didn't make that connection easily. And she so she's watching a baseball game, super excited. 
my coworkers cheering on her favorite player. And then she looks at me and says, Daddy, I want to go to baseball. And I said, I said, we can't go for a while, honey. And she says, but Daddy, there's people there. (laughs) She got jealous of the people on TV and the recording of the game. So I did clarify and explain it to her, but my coworker saw people at a recorded baseball game and wow. wanted to go to a baseball game. Wow. What has your coworker done or said? My... I, want, I want Jim's answer. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what? My, my you, you have a coworker too, Jim. My coworker ate a baby squirrel the other day and it kind of dressed us out. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, which coworker was that one? Was that Karis or <laughs> George, maybe it was the furry coworker. Dave, if you need uh, fresh meat, we can we can figure it out. We yeah, all don't have yeah, to it get it. It hasn't gotten that bad. We got a full freezer. <laughs> and I wish I had an answer for this question, but I don't. Oh, no. oh come on, <laughs> my Chris. I what's something your coworker's done or said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't have the said, but my my poor coworker has been kept up. Or, or kept awake at night trying to decide which of the cute wild animals will be our permanent cute wild animal in our office. And so, mm. yeah, it's hard. There's, we're, the coworkers are divided on which which mm. of the wild animals should live in our office space. So, mm. yeah, mm. it's okay. a dilemma. You should do an office survey or a poll probably. <laughs> That's Maybe post, post a picture of each of them outside of the break room. Make sure that they get to cast their ballots. Yes. Also, my coworkers are all des- descendants of Vikings and have been Ooh. learning to plunder the office space quite mm. vigilantly. Um, so they are celebrating their heritage well, but I, I'm going to have to write a company memo about mm. Not yeah. not plumber, plundering all the supplies. I, I did see so. you hand a pack of cigarettes to one of your coworkers about ten minutes ago <laughs> on video. <laughs> what? You thought you were being sly because you muted yourself when you did it, but we what saw. Uh, okay. I don't know what Anyways. that means. <laughs> I don't know. Go back and watch the video, people. It's on there. You, do you mean this package of uh, my USB C adapter? Is that what you thought it was? Oh, my mistake. <laughs> And also, just to be clear, everyone can't see as much of Chris as you can. Oh, oh. I can see more of Chris. Oh, oh funny. Oh, yeah, he's got notes in front of so, him. Yeah. So Chris had, well, there and his is. other yeah. side. So Chris had somebody walk in the room during the middle of the podcast mm. and passed something to them, but it was a you couldn't actually see it on the live stream. To a coworker, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. Coworkers always coming in. Yeah. Uh, I had another one. I lost it. My coworker, oh, my coworker has been flying around the house. Recently, decided that she could think happy thoughts um, <laughs> after seeing a certain musical. Nice. So, mm. That's so awesome. she's been flying around the house. Mm. <laughs> All right, nice. cool. I'm gonna skip. Can't let it go. That was better than can't let it go. Yeah, anyways. that was good. Better. Good job, Joey. All right, cool. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We are done with the podcast. <laughs>